dumb fun. I've been so I've been working so hard today, and so I'm just swamped. What's going on? What's going on with you? What are you working on? I'm doing some painting. (laughs) I'm doing some oil, intense oil painting. Yeah. And I'm so mad because I gave one of my more recent paintings of a balloon of fruit. And I gave that to Kim Kardashian West. And then she posted it online and said her daughter painted it. That's, that's, and so that's, do you feel that's an insult? Of, that's an indictment of your abilities? It's obviously an indictment of my abilities. Cause first of all, she thought it was great. And then well, she but- wanted to tell the world that her daughter made it. I wanted her to post it and say, wow, acquaintance, Letty Lamour made it. Uh-huh. By her painting. Yeah, I, that is, but this is, the painting is court ordered, right? Well, the painting is more of a therapeutic situation. And that's what's court ordered. Yes, yeah. yes, for anger management. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you had that incident, I think at it was zoo. at the zoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I threw a bear, fine, I'll admit it. <laughs> I threw a bear at a five-year-old child that was not mine. No. And apparently it, you're not supposed to do that, no matter it, where you are in the world, London, Chicago. It wasn't a cub, no, because this is a thing that you did at the Lincoln Park Zoo when we were filming in Chicago. Well, the, the issue that I had with it is that the Lincoln Park Zoo, the animals escape uh-huh. all the time. You find leopards on the street all the time. I thought, no one's gonna give a shit if I throw a bear at this kid. And the kid was making faces at me and I didn't like it. That was a weird thing. If you notice, if you look through the filming of our show, you will often see just like a leopard walk through the background. And that's because those that Lincoln Park Zoo is not well secured. No. No. And the animals are just, they just walk about. The animal just goes, oh, I'll see you later. I'm going to go to the bean. Take a, take a selfie in the bean. See yeah. you later. Oh, I'm just an elephant, by the way. It's funny. When you said Lincoln Park Zoo, I almost heard your American accent come back. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's because I, um, well, I was talking on the phone so much with Kim Kardashian West. And you know how sometimes it's like, I hear the accent, then it just it slips me back in. But, but it's like, no, I live in England, you know? <laughs> I right. live in a castle in England. So, like, it's so far in the past for me. Mm-hmm. So far in the past. I understand that. I, my, myself, I, uh, you know, I was on the train. I was riding the rails on the last episode, mm-hmm. uh, trying to head towards visiting you in England. I don't um, know how you can take a train across the ocean. Well, I'll figure it out when we get there, you know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I did, I did get get thrown off that train, or rather, I was sort of I lost the game of dominance of my particular boxcar. What happened there? There's so someone challenged me. It's a very formal process when you get challenged for dominance in a boxcar mm. uh, and so it's there's a sort of uh, I don't want to say a triathlon but it certainly has three events that you have to face off against this person in. and it's you know it's like it's just things like jousting where you know one person gets on a train going the other way and then as you pass each other you just sort of joust at each other then how do you get back on the train well that's the problem I didn't make it past the first trial I'm so sorry that I got, yeah I got knocked right off that train and I rolled through and a but the good news good news look around I'm in lovely New Mexico uh, yes I yes. thought that you were in the middle of a parking lot that's yeah that's what New Mexico is oh my god yes yeah, yeah it's uh, not, I thought you were maybe doing like a funny little zoom background it's not a zoom background no this is an in Walmart. Oh my god. Yeah. And it's uh it's a lot it's it's nicer than old Mexico. I mean, I don't want to say that. I mean, but I'll say this, I can't I can't get the same 
uh, over-the-counter drugs that I'm known for getting in, in oh. North Mexico. I'm so sorry. So are you just kind of staying put then? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I definitely have a plan to get moving again. I haven't actualized it yet. You know, the train didn't work out, so I'm going to try some hitchhiking or something to get. A, you really do have to actualize a plan for it to actually happen. Yeah. That's sort of a secret that not a lot of people know, but I've been doing a lot of manifesting lately. You know, I mean, I manifested talking to Kim Kardashian West. I manifested my twin children wanting to have dinner with me instead of the nanny. And it actually worked. I, ha I, I sat down with my children and I asked them how they were doing. <laughs> That's great. I know that's a big step for you. I know. Because I know that you don't like children. I I really don't love them. And the same could be said for my two children, because there were two of them at once, and that felt like a lot. Twin. twin you don't, do you even mean twins? Your kids aren't twins. Yes, they're twins. Oh, okay. Rhythm and Blues. <laughs> Other names. R yes. Yes. Rhythm and Blues. Because uh, yeah. your, your husband's name... Uh, Cairo Alexander, famous Cairo, director. Cairo Alexander. So they're rhythm Alexander and blues Alexander. Their rhythm almost can work, but blues, that's a that's a tough road to hoe. I'm sorry, I don't follow. It's just sort of a tough name. I know, you know. You're making a, fun of my children's name. <laughs> I'm not making fun of your children's name. I'm just saying it's a tough, you know, I was named Topher, you know, and that's, a lot of people think I shortened it from Christopher, but does Topher yeah. on the birth certificate. Oh, I thought it was, it was short for, for Tofstrudel. No, 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 no. And, and that's, that's, that is something that I would often request at craft services. <laughs> uh, but it's, but that's just a coincidence. That's a German dish that I quite enjoy that my, my uh, mom used to make for me. Yeah. You have a mother, you should go to her instead of the parking lot. Well, she's not, we're not so much in, in con. I don't know where she is. She could be alive or dead. I, I don't really know. Wow, now that I connected with my children for the first time in five years um, at our dinner table, I, I feel that one should actually reconnect with their family, you know, with their mother. You, yeah, you got big mommy vibes this week. I mean, yeah. you're very, you're coming off very matronly. I just am really, I, I became really compassionate this week. Mm -hmm. The sort of the thing I'm working on, the thing I'm being is thinking about others, caring for others, demanding that Kim Kardashian think about me when, you know, I sent her a painting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. if you posted about it, people would, I would give her followers and I might get work, you know? So it's like, yeah. I'm thinking of others. Well, not to be outdone, I, of course, am having my own sort of micro celebrity drama uh, mm -hmm. with uh, the wolves that lived in my house. They, they are following me. Uh, across the they country, found, it seems. They, yeah, they, they found me. They, yeah. yeah, they got my scent, I think. It's, it's hard to miss, you know, I, and they sort of have been hot on my trail, but I think I'm, think I'm staying sort of one step ahead of them. You know, you can't, you can't, it's, I'm, I'm a street rat, you know, from the, ever since the, the, the 90s, you know what I mean? So Is it's hard to- Is that how you describe yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a big time street rat. That and, is a song from Aladdin. Um, is that correct? I don't, I, I don't, I've never seen that movie. Okay, all right, that's fair. But yeah, I know that I know that I'm, you know, my mom used to call me her little street rat. Oh, um, that's see. adorable. Look at that. As soon as I mention moms again, you just light up. I know, it's like I start lactating when mo mothers are mentioned. It's yeah. just 
I can't help it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And is your, and how's your relationship doing with your mom? I don't know her. Okay. Well, uh, I think we should, oh, you know what we forgot to do? I need to play the theme song to the show. And I still, we still have a podcast theme, so I'm just going to play the show's theme song. And is it still, it was on Hulu last week, right? It's on Amazon Prime now. Oh, they bumped it. Okay. We're on yes, Amazon. Hello, okay. Mr. Bezos. Mr. Bezos, we're knocking on your door. We'd like yeah. some of that money. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go into uh, the, uh, the, the, the theme song here and then we'll start the podcast. Welcome to the Fanny Falls Demon Hunter Rewatch Podcast. I'm Topher Jason. Hello, I'm Letty the Moor. How is everyone doing today? Have, did you chop off that last syllable of your name? I'm working on it for my oil paintings. Okay, so you're going from Lamora to Lamour? Just for now, because it feels very okay. French. And I think that that is an attractive asset for an artiste. Sure, yes. It's French for the, uh, the Moor, I think. The, the yes, it's French for Morocco. <laughs> uh hey that song we just heard that song the theme song to the <laughs> yes, show yeah, everyone knows it you all hear it on your on your rokus every week if you're re-watching the show with us our guest today uh wrote that song along with all the incidental music you hear in the show uh we've been talking about her the past couple episodes we thought why not i wrote her a letter i asked her to come on the podcast so we have with us this week our, please welcome our guest a uh, musical director of fanny falls demon hunter tigress o'hara is with us hi tigress <laughs> oh jesus hi there how you doing how's it going it's it's Tigris, everybody. Shout out to me, Tigris. That's right. Oh, hello. Oh, I remember oh, you would always say that. You would walk in and go, shout out to me. Shout so out to me, Tigris. Yeah. yeah, and then we would have to stop whatever we were doing if we were in the middle of a scene or anything. We would, we yeah, would say that. We always say, have Tigris. to stop my show power. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just shines off me. Yeah. I've always been that way. Oh, I was going to say, I remember you having so many wonderful stories of your time on Broadway. Mm -hmm. Oh God, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on Broadway, well, let's see now. So I was on Broadway, well, I started outside of the stairs of the, of the Broadway steps, you know, mm -hmm. outside where all the actors come out after the show. I used to stand out there on a board, a wooden board with tap shoes, eating cigarettes. <laughs> and I would eat cigarettes. I'd say, how many bucks you got? They'd say, three bucks. I'd say, okay, three, uh, I'll give you three little time steps and eat three cigarettes. Easy, quick three bucks. That's how I got noticed. Were the cigarettes, was, I'm sorry, the cigarettes were your payment? No, no, I, I had to provide my own cigarettes. Okay. I had to bring my own BYO cigarettes. Ever heard That's of it? Dedication. That's dedication to your craft. It's so that, performance was, that, was, that was part of the act. Part of the act was that you had yeah, tap. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I was so the tap was really secondary to the eating of the cigarettes, though. <laughs> the eating of the cigarettes is what drew crowds in from left and right, east coast, west coast, south. You get it, Canada. Everybody rolling in because they want to see the girl eating cigarettes. 
guys. I'll show it to you. Ha cha cha. You will. Yeah. No, put, put them down, put them down, put them down. We don't, it's an audio <laughs> podcast. So, uh, so yeah, you started and then you, you sort of got noticed on Broadway for that and then got moved up into, uh, you, did you write, you had a musical that you wrote? Yeah, I wrote a musical. It was so freaking bad. It was called Henny, are you home, honey? Uh, and it was about a, a hen being home or if it was gone and it had a honey and it would come home and say, I'm home. It really, it went on for 18 hours and wow, then we that, were shut down. That sound, I mean, that so sounds sorry. relatable to me because I, I lived so with wolves. I'm sorry for those actors who put all that work in and then it was shut down. They had a full feather costume for the lead. Everything oh. made a feather shut down. Yeah. A lot of good and, pillows. And then the, 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 the animal rights people were mad that you didn't use a real hen. Yeah, yeah. Screw those guys. Well, hey. it's like, but yeah, have you seen what happened to the hen in the third act, you know? <laughs> yeah, they'll be upset when they see that hen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So how did you transition into uh, television? Was Fanny your first show? So, so Fanny was not my first show. After the eating of cigarettes and the Broadway, I had a little something. Uh, it was sort of like um, what now we would say Dr. Phil, but mm -hmm. I sort of had that for myself, um, except I only answered skincare questions. So really tailored towards skincare. I know nothing about skincare, nor am I a dermatologist. But again, I really think I wrote on the eating cigarettes thing for a while. And that's how I got picked up for Fanny Falls. And I did the music on my Dr. Phil-like show as well. So I think that's really what caught their eye, that and my glistening skin. Yeah, your skin is beautiful. I got it. As actors, we're we're we are we long for skin like that. Oh, mm -hmm. thank you, Topher. Jeez, <laughs> that really means a lot. Coming from I do I do feel that I have skin quite like it was on account of I have been drinking fetal blood for the past three years. Your own? Jesus. No, the fetal blood of my children. It really, it really helps your skin. I don't know if you guys have had like a vampire facial, but. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I'm judging. I mean, cigarettes. Still. Still. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Still god. Eating cigarettes. So. I yeah. I remember. I would sometimes ha would happen across your show on daytime television, and it was sort of like Harry Connick Jr.'s show now, where he he'd be hosting, and then he'd hop over to the piano and play yourself out to commercial. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say, what would what I always say when I said at the beginning of the podcast? Oh yeah. Shout out to me. <laughs> he would say, shout, shout out, out to me. me. Yeah. Shout out to me, Tigris. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hilarious. But so when was it that you became known as a as a musical uh, person? It was... Right. So the Dr. Phil thing was minor. The little bit of music here and there. I'd kind of do the piano thing, actually tinkle myself on and off stage. But the music, you know, people just started coming to me in the street saying, hey, you got an aura about you. Hey, hey, what's that radiating? What's that oozing out of your pores? Is that music by mm -hmm. chance? And I, so I started to be like, hey, man, maybe I'm oozing music out of my pores. Maybe I ought to rub that on something, mm -hmm. you know? Maybe I ought to rub that oozing music onto something good. Yeah, I can't tell how much of this is metaphorical. It's no, it's, so real. it's completely literal. Okay. It is 100%. Because, you know, that's happened to me in Los Angeles, too, where people came up to me and said, oh, you have an aura about you. We really like mm. your whole thing. Follow us. We're gonna put a blindfold on you for a second. Don't mind where we're going. You're in the back of the van and now right. you live with us. That right. kind of thing, it, it happens in Hollywood and people just don't understand unless you're there. Yeah, when you're an artist, sometimes you get 
freaking kidnapped out of nowhere, put on a yacht, taken. For yeah, Le- Le- it's nice that your experience was on a, on a yacht. I don't think Letty's was. Letty's was on like a compound. He was in a oh. compound in the desert yeah. um, with a family. Have you heard of the Children of the Sunloom? You're asking me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my middle name. No, I haven't heard of the children. Uh, of the I don't, what do you, were there, well, you, Letty says the word family. I think they're often referred to as a cult. This is a family that lived in Joshua Tree in the desert. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not, it's neither here nor there what the situation is or was or has been or will become. Okay. Is there any Sound of Music vibes? No, no, definitely not. They, um, it was more of a hair vibe, you know? Oh. Yeah, okay. yeah, more than naked hippies, starving, race wars coming kind of situation. You understand? I understand. I understand. I understand. Yes. I understand. <laughs> yes. I understand. <laughs> oh, see, this is what happens. You talk to someone with I an understand. accent, you start picking yeah, it up. So you understand. I do know that you, I know, I remember before this show, you did a very famous theme song for a show. Um, it was, it was a wonderful sitcom on CBS. Was yes. Dessert yes. hurts. And doesn't it? I know, <laughs> that's, that's it. what I said oh, every time. Yeah, but just so full. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Dessert hurts. Yeah, I remember that uh, that little ditty. Dessert hurts, dessert hurts. I mean, it just came to me, honestly. It was it was immediate. It was like, they and they brought me on Fanny. They, they were like, they were like, well, yeah, you get it. Dessert hurts. <laughs> So good. It was, yeah. I mean, it's classic. That was how, uh, of course, um, Colby Clementine, the creator of the show, creator Fanny, heard about you was because Dessert Hurts. And everyone, you know, that theme song is, is classic. That's one that everyone, I've heard people everyone sing it at karaoke. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even have context anymore. It just sort of lives on its own, <laughs> it's, freely. It's, yeah, it's an it's a living, breathing it's, thing, it the is. Dessert Hurts soundtrack. And so so you met with Colby from that. And, and it, we always like to ask our guests, what was your first impression of Colby Clementine? I said, wow, 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 wow. Wow, wow, there is someone. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's absolutely true, actually. That's exactly how it went. In Indisputable. My head. So yeah, so you would work a lot. Uh, you you did the theme song. You would do the score pieces. Um, theme song score. Sometimes when um, I just had jingles for when the craft food guys would show up. I had jingles for when people would have to go to the bathroom off set. I'd be doing my little. Uh, it, it was a constant, nonstop earworms. Uh, yeah, I've worked. I've worked a little bit, uh, and you know, since the show, Letty, you've worked more than me. But I've never seen a musical director so much on the set. You were on the set all the time oh absolutely i asked if they could paint me in to certain (laughs) there's sets that i'm in you don't even know i'm in you're in the the background i'm in the back i'm painted i'm completely (gasps) camouflaged and i'm counting and a one e and a two e just to keep everyone on that's what we call an easter egg isn't it that's right that's right, an Easter egg. I remember um, one scene we finished filming, we were filming an exterior, uh, sorry, outside for the listeners, oh, not in yeah. Hollywood. And uh, we were just filming the scene and then all of a sudden they called cut and the mailbox got up and walked away. And that was you. And that, that the mailbox, was me. Yeah, the mailbox didn't even feature into the scene. It was just in classic. the background. Classic being a mailbox, but also <laughs> a music director, classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so you would often just sort of, we would often have to stop filming because you would get ideas watching us do the scenes and you would just start humming a score to yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it would come through my body. I'd almost have a full-blown seizure and it would just, yeah, yeah. Kind of like that code is sort of coming out of me. Do, 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 do. 
I remember seeing you do that and I thought you were possessed. So I brought in a Ouija board the next day. Oh, don't be mistaken. Figure out. (laughs) And then you, you took the Ouija board and I remember you, you made music with it. You started clacking it together. And then of course it it brought a spirit under the set that haunted us for a couple of weeks. But you had a grand time with it. And, and don't be don't be surprised when I say I did sell my soul to Satan a long time ago. Wow. I mean, you would have to you would have to, to to do the things that you do. Yeah, that's so true. Look look at what I'm doing out here, making music for everyone to enjoy, good wholesome family content. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get uh, too down in the in the weeds on this, but I would love to hear about um, you meeting Satan. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. So (laughs) I always tell everyone Satan's sort of like my dad. He loves jokes and go on and on and on. He's this tall, lanky little booger. Everyone loves him. The funny thing about Satan is the first thing he said is, I have to borrow that (laughs) in regards to my outfit. Um, And the reason I showed up, I actually choked on cigarettes, went straight to hell. (laughs) so good to know when I do eventually kick the bucket I will be going to hell I momentarily (laughs) lost consciousness died woke up Satan asked to borrow my outfit and then uh, a a Broadway star actually accidentally stepped on me on his way out of the theater (laughs) coughed up all the cigarettes came back to life and Satan and I have been pretty uh in cahoots since you could say and that's when you found you had the musical gift yeah the musical gift could you tell him I said hi Oh, absolutely. I met him one time and I I swear to you, I said, oh my God, are you Satan? And he said to me, who are you? And that was the, that was the end of that interaction. So I just, I want him to remember me obviously, but I know he meets a lot of people. So I don't know. Oh God, absolutely. Oh no, he'll remember you. I swear he'll remember you. He remembers all the Fanny Falls uh, people. Oh, he does. Oh, that means a lot. Yeah. I, I have no doubt. Was. I have no doubt that he remembers me because I see his face every time I close my eyes. Oh, that's um, good. So uh, I wanted to bring the listener into something that they may not know that you do as a musical director, which is um, song rights are expensive, you know? And so we, something that you would do because Colby would insist that she wanted a song and then we wouldn't be able to afford it and you would record a sound alike. And so we, um, I brought in some of the sound alikes that you use because they play in the background of song, like this first one, like that plays in the background of one of the scenes in Fanny Falls. And if you weren't paying attention, you would swear that it was Come On Eileen by Dexie's Midnight Runners. Oh, um, I already, yep, play it. Okay, I gotta hear it. Come on, Christine, you know I have to leave. It's 4.30, I have my kid this week. Oh, yeah, I'll just, I, I remember. Can, stop that one. Uh, oh, it's just gonna play out, yeah, see. Really, God, listen to those saxophones. Wow, that's amazing. You know, I remember the woman that was based on. Oh, she, she lost custody of her kids. Oh, that's really? so tragic. So, yeah, it was based on a true say, story. As a mother who does care about her children that she had dinner with one time this week, I can't imagine losing custody of my kids. You know, I, it was so hard to live in the desert without them for so long. So I just can't imagine. Yeah, and oh, if yeah. I if I had to not see my wolves um, for mm. for too long, I think I would really start to feel a sort of that sort of motherly pang. I thought you were trying to get away from the wolves. Am I? But, did you I mean, you aren't we all trying to get away from our family? Wow, aren't we all trying to get away from the wolf inside? <laughs> right, there's a wolf inside our family, and I don't see why mine's any different just because yeah. it's an actual wolf. Mm, that's very true. Yeah. 
Here's another one that you did, and this was, well, I guess you'll know what song it is when I play it, but here's this one. That one's wild. I absolutely, I go fucking nuts for that one. I come up with those words, you know, they just, they just crazy. Pretty much, I've had a out of body experience where I saw myself as a toddler wow. and I was, I was scatting and I was scatting and that's sort of what I was hearing. That's and I thought to myself, I was a genius even when I was a baby. Oh my yeah. God. That's one of the, the, well, what's interesting about that one, that's obviously a sound of like of, of mbop. And at mm-hmm. one point, one of the words is mbop but not where they say mbop in the, in the Hanson version. Yeah, and, and not to be mistaken with a word I invented as a baby, mbop. <laughs> yeah, okay, that, so, that makes a lot of sense. I'm pretty sure I trademarked, yeah. Yeah, we got all the legal, legality. And That's the- amazing that you yeah. invented that. I mean, there's so many things that I feel like I invent and then it's like, I don't have the rights to it. <laughs> no, no, you do. Yeah, you, you also you say you. you say Scooby-Doo at the end there. Is that a thing that you? you no, you again, all of these. Listen to me. All of these are words <laughs> I invented as a baby in an out-of-body experience. What is not? What is not shaping up to you? No, I mean I do understand. You know, I obviously as a mother, I I can relate to having a baby. So I think that I know what it's like to have been a baby. Do you understand right. what I mean? No. Yes, I understand. I understand. understand. I understand what you're saying. I mean, so that's this- amazing. It is. It's amazing work that you do. And, and I've wanted to see, I thought that this was maybe something you just did for Fanny, but you've continued working. Uh, what show are you working on right now? I have uh, continued working a lot. Uh, I am on that show, Big Old Townhouse <laughs> by the Sun, which is pretty good. Uh, you have to be up at 3 a.m. to watch it, but if you are, it's good. Uh, I've been doing a lot of work on Slick Deck. It's a show about a boat with a slick deck. I tried to get get an audition for that and they told me we actually are filled up and then I found out that that was a lie an assistant told me yep that's what they tell everybody that's that they can't have on the show they say it's filled up but it's because you're too agile you wouldn't slip on the slippery slick deck that's true you you've I've always said Letty that you have very good footing I do, yeah, yeah. It's from all those days in the desert. I just, I mean, the, that show is great. If you could put in a word for me, I would love to attempt to slide off the slick deck. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, between yeah. Satan and I, we will get you on that show. <laughs> but you. so this is this is one of the sound likes that you you're still you're still doing this, and you're you're the queen of it. This is one of the sound likes that you did for uh, Slick Deck. The measurement of my best. The measurement of my bust. 34A, 36B, 38GG. Hey, booby boobs, the measurement of my bust. Yeah. So th- yep. I guess it, yeah, at some point you just realized the words don't matter and you really leaned into that. At least that's how it seems to me. Maybe these words actually mean a lot to you. Well, to me, it was sort of like in my mind, I was like, these melodies sound like they could they came from me maybe they might be mine and i'm not gonna fight the other the other person and be like that's my melody i'm just gonna say we can both invent the same melody and i would sort of do that so i would just invent the same melody and then put better words to it 
And yeah. in there, those measurements are the measurements that my boobs were throughout the different times in the show, actually, oh, which not really? a lot of people know. That is a, 30, that is a wide range. 34, 34A, 36C, Thirty-eight double G and back back down to a thirty-six C. So, are you, are you okay? That sounds like that may be a cyst <laughs> well, cyst issue. I think I was just getting full of music fluid. And oh. It was just stuck in my my titties. Like I do really... remember that. I remember you having um, big fat naturals. Yes, at thank one point you. they were so. <laughs> massive that they hit crew members when you turned Thank them aside. You. And there were often there was often musical fluid sort of coming out of them. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. and I apologize then and I apologize now. <laughs> Which I know yeah, Lenny you can relate to. They, yeah, but yeah, but yours lactated, if I can remember, they lactated more of like a, a thick yogurt like substance. Viscous. Really That's the music. That's the yeah, music. Yeah, it really filled up because you, you loved wearing those tank tops to really show off your cleavage. Right. Mm -hmm. And I uh, really filled those up and sometimes it would spill out on top. Which and you would, go, you would go, lunch is served. <laughs> Shout out me. Yeah, shout out yeah. you. That's truly a through line for you of, of sort of musical liquids uh, throughout your career. Um, which sort of brings us to our next, uh, our next sort of sound alike that you did here. I'm going to play this one. Dirty chode, dropping love. be clear here at the time i was told what that showed was sort of like a hamster so i was under the impression that i was writing a song about finding a dirty hamster taking it home give it to my mom a the thick about, girthy hamster yeah, thick girthy hamster the part where i say stumpy penis is sort of out of left field because it's more yeah. about a song about a hamster. What does it mean when you say dropping loads? Dropping loads? Oh, you know, hamsters always doing their laundry in the street. <laughs> hamsters That's always true. dropping their laundry. They have those hamsters that are in those little cars. Right. And they, they, they wrap, I believe, and they wear jackets. Right, mm -hmm. hamsters are everywhere. So. Mm -hmm. I think you're thinking of maybe a blockbuster commercial from the early 2000s. <laughs> I couldn't quite place it, but you know, I thought it was no. That's in nature. I was I was angry because I'll tell you why I was angry because I I auditioned for that commercial and I did not get it. And then I I tuned in to the telly and I saw okay, they hired hamsters. Like I didn't even know that hamsters could go in, read lines, slate the name, all that kind of thing. And you know, it kind of really actually still. I'm sorry, I'm gonna cry because it, it stings to this day that I lost out work too that, yeah i remember i remember that you after that you were like well maybe this is what i need to do and you started living among hamsters uh for for yeah for a long period of time i did it yes for a long period of time i did it for three months and i lived in a little cage sort of on on wikipedia it's sort of it's it's they call it the second cult that you were in so it's kind of strange how many cults that wikipedia says <laughs> i'm in because in my opinion I lived by choice with the hamsters that were in the commercial that I lost. 
parts to. And they rapped and sang songs and we had a jolly old laugh every day. The only thing I did not like about it is that they do not bathe. And thus for three months, I could not bathe. I'm sorry, is that, a, is that a cult to everyone in the world? Is that a cult? Yes, we had to chant. Yes, we had to sacrifice something. I'm sorry, is that a cult? Is every chant and sacrifice and belief that an alien being is gonna beam you up into the sky a cult? Okay, well then sue me because I've been in six. Okay, yeah, because I, I don't know if I don't know if you're counting Heaven's Gate because you you I'm escaped. So, you you I technically are the, the survivor of Heaven's Gate. I'm the sole survivor of Heaven's Gate. Um, <laughs> and that, you know, that's a, a weight I carry with mm-hmm. me every single day. That's a heavy load. A heavy be, load. Yes, there, and we're back to loads. Uh, so why don't I just real quick play this last, this is the last one from, uh, this is from the Townhouse uh, by, uh, by the Sun show that oh, you're working yeah. on now. Mm-hmm, uh, you, you sent me that, I noticed this that, and I got, that I got show, them. To that that show stars Fiona Apple? Yes, it does. That's and very also stars um, that kid who played Beans on Even Stevens. <laughs> oh, I love him. Oh yeah. my God. And I think the principal is played by Jonathan Lipnicki, who was the, the little yep. kid in Jerry Maguire. Yeah. I know Johnny Lippy Nicky. Johnny Lippy. Um, all right, here's yeah, here's this one. Hello, Swamp Ass, my old friend. I've come to towel off again. Because I'm dripping something stinky. Like my butt crack has a big knee. And my eyes they sting with the flesh of a rancid ass Or the gas, the squish of swamp ass Beautiful. I mean, no one's got you beat on melodies, Tigress. I mean, that melody, you wouldn't believe it. I, I was driving in the car, listening to the radio. I heard a song. I loved it. I said, hold on a second. I pulled over. I wrote down a song and I loved it. And it was this song. What was the song you heard on the radio? I don't know. It just really inspired this song. That's amazing. Thank and you. also your vibrato in the song when you sing yeah. Swamp it's just It's impeccable. Oh, that is you. So much. Yeah, that, well, I did a little guest vibrato on this one. So I kind of just can. came in and went like, whoa. Yeah, you didn't do any of the words. You just no. did the vibrato. Just the vibrato. So good. It's so genius. Thank you so much. That makes me really happy. The swamp ass is a real thing. Can I get yeah. an AO? <laughs> what is it? I don't know. It's just like something worth a towel. You know, it's more than TP. It's a towel's worth. I know that it's some some people believe in it because this one was accidentally released on iTunes and it became like a number one in yep. South Korea. Yep, that's true. And I in did South- a little tour and I just, we could only afford me. So I got on stage and just did the vibrato. That's and it. if I remember correctly, you were, you opened for Blackpink. I did. I did. Yeah, I mean, because you were so big in South Korea, and you were, you you suddenly were, were up there in the K-pop charts with all them. Yeah, yeah, it, it really came out of nowhere, kind of, and then I kind of got back on my cigarette-eating grind, and it sort of got out of control, and now yeah. they don't respect me as much as they once did as a, you know, 
I don't know if that's true, Tigers. You're one of the, you're one of this NDC industry's greats. You're a tigress of industry. Hey, like you say. you knock it off now. <laughs> uh, we're happy to have you here, and I hope you'll stick around. We're gonna we're gonna dive into we're on episode three. We're going you know we're going through all the episodes, Tigress. We're on episode three, uh, Mermaid in America. I and love that episode. Yeah, and so we're gonna talk about your work on it. We're gonna talk all about it, uh, and we'll we'll uh, be back with Tigress O'Hara right after this break. Hey guys, what's up? Uh, it's Topher and Letty here. Uh, hey, what's up, everyone? <laughs> I'm just being casual. Yeah, this is this is. It says on the the ad read here to be casual for this one. It says, "Hey, sup." Yeah, so I'm wearing. You'll notice I'm wearing a, a pair of five hundred ones. Levi Casual Fit 501s for this I'm one. A, I'm wearing a sweatsuit that says Juicy on my arse. <laughs> it does. And, and Juicy, boy, that Juicy is a good thing to be uh, to be talking about because we're here to talk about Juice Box today. We're here. It's a subscription service box full of juice boxes. Of, Can yes. you believe it? Yeah, and all different things that you didn't even know could juice. Uh, yeah, we're talking steak. Yeah, yeah. Juice. Right away, steak was month one for me when I when they signed us up. Steak, steak juice was month one for me, and it was delicious. I thought, well, I'm gonna have to put some A one on this for sure. But no, it was delicious as is, and uh, it went right down. I got I got my iron, my mm. my fiber. Um, I've been using them as mixers, as you all know. I make my homemade elixirs, um, so I'm mixing them with my elixirs. So I'm getting, you know, toasted in the evening with, um, <laughs> you know, some of these, some of these, you know, I had the, the steak juice, the mm-hmm. mushroom juice, and acetone juice. You know, it's just really juices of anything, and it's it's marvelous. Mm-hmm. There was uh, one that was just um, the stuff that's in the jar of chickpeas. Yeah. Um, Aquafarva, I think they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and that has really it's 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 it doesn't smell great. I'll say that none of these none of these smell great. But it's once you get them inside you you feel great. And the wonderful thing about them is that they come in the same packaging as a Capri Sun, so you have to. <laughs> stab it and so that that scent and the juice itself really just fly up at you before you even get the chance to taste it yeah i know i know that helps you you know because you often are like your incenses that you make Mm -hmm. or your candles Mm -hmm. that you make um but i think this that sort of lets lets the lets the uh, burden off the candles for a little bit absolutely i love it when my entire home is filled with that juice that comes in a jar of olives and, and Tigress, you we got you a subscription for this too, by the way, for being on the podcast. The oh, good people at Juicebox. Uh, yeah, we yeah. gifted it to you as a present. Heck yeah. I'm going to make a big old broth and put myself in it. <laughs> oh, chicken broth is one of them. Yeah, yeah it's chicken broth juice is technically yeah. what it's called. It's not technically chicken broth. It's chicken There's broth juice. A juice. tilapia broth that I never even thought could exist mm-hmm. as a juice. And when I drank this tilapia juice, I have to tell you, I did not like it, mm-hmm. but I but drank it. You drank it. Great. And we love a sponsor. They pay us. Yeah. And uh, and we are looking for sponsors, by the way. We would anyone... love some different ones. Yeah, that love we a different. Love, that we are not forced to taste. To ingest. All, all 12 of. Yeah, because we that is sort of contractually like we can't just give these to someone else or get them. We do have to taste them and testimonial about them. Mm, um, yum, yummo! I got a cousin who sells these little boxes, but with tires in them. Sure. That, yeah. Oh yeah. All right, I'll talk to him. Yeah, That's talk to him. that. We would love to to get tire tire of the month on here if we could yeah, get there. Okay, numbers. I'll yeah. see what I can do. Yeah. Yeah, talk uh, to his cousin. 
and we'll cut all this part out of the episode. So, okay, so here we're going to edit point and then we'll come back in. Uh, so, uh, so check out Juicebox. You heard us talking about how much we love it and, uh, and you're going to love it too. Go to juicyjuicebox.com and use the promo code Letty. Uh, and you, they, they named their Letty Lettuce Juice after you. Yes, they named the Lettuce Juice after me. And I got to tell you, it tastes so good when you mix it with Fuego de Grandachio. Yum. And what is that? I know I'm in New Mexico right now, but can you translate that for me? Yes, it means radish juice. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. So check that out and, uh, and do uh, use the promo code Letty. Hey, we're back uh, on the podcast. We're here to listen to uh, some clips that I have pulled from episode three, Mermaid in America. Big episode. First appearance of Jasmine, uh, the witch. Spoiler alert. And, uh, and, and and in fact, this first scene I pulled is the first scene in the episode. It's Jasmine's first appearance. Why don't we just jump right into it? Exciting, yeah. All right, here we go. Who are these girls again? You know, actually, Fanny, it's pretty sad. Their last school, Cousteau High, flooded. They're the only survivors. And that's why all three of them are in wheelchairs? God, I'm so jealous. Ophelia! What? Look at their feet. Sticking out from underneath those poor girls' wheelchair blankets are beautiful Manolo Blahniks that will never touch the floor. They'll remain pristine forever. It's honestly the best case scenario for a shoe lover. Hey, oh, quick question. What were you and the Tin Man doing when they were handing out hearts? Charles, do you really want to hear the stories of what I've done with Ten Men? Let me just stop you before you open that can of okra. He said Ten Man, you know, from Wizard of Oz, not Ten Men. Oh. Unrelated, but I do miss our field hockey team. What happened to them again? Well, they drowned, of course, while playing an away game at... (gasps) The same school these girls just transferred from? Something ain't right here, Miss T. Is it the hackneyed blanket wheelchair combo that all three of these girls went for? It's like, hello, FDR called, and he'd like to have a little fireside chat about you stealing his style. You shouldn't make fun of people's appearance. <laughs> uh, can I help you, Miss... Jasmine Feinberg. I'm the fourth transfer student from Cousteau High. And you have legs! Uh, yeah. All day. I'm sorry, you know that voice in your brain that stops you from saying rude things? Ophelia's has pretty much constant laryngitis. What? This is not true. Mercedes, I told you not to wear blue eyeshadow. It makes you look like a Russian whore. God, she is just hot enough to be that rude, isn't she? It's a squeaker for sure. I think what my esteemed colleague was trying to say was that those three other girls all sustained pretty major injuries from school flooding, but you, you got away without a scratch, huh? Look, if you know what's good for you, you'll keep your nose out of things that don't concern you. Don't go digging into what happened at Cousteau High and stay the hell away from me. Didn't you come up to us? Oh yeah, you're Miss Thickness, the gym teacher, right? I need you to sign this form saying my gym credits from Cousteau High transfer so I can join the swim team. Oh, uh, sure, no problem. Nothing wrong with making sure you're getting all your physical education in. It's like we used to say back in Ottawa, better to be a toonie than a loony. But that's, you know, regional money jokes. Better to be a loony than a toonie. Uh, yeah, whatever. Thanks. Now, stay the hell away from me. I can't be the only one who got the hoobie-joobies from Swim Team Girl, right? Well, I guess we're in the deep end now. 
There we are. We're off just like that. You're you're muted, Letty. There we go. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I you know my my husband was screaming in the other room, so I had to mute for a moment. That's okay. Uh, he screaming at a he had a negative review for one of his films. Oh no, which his new one? Yes, yeah, the newest one. Oh, okay. The 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 speedy and the salacious. It's his action film about road runners that are sexy. Okay, I apparently the, apparently the premise doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but you know that's fair. Let's let's jump into. Um, I mean, first of all, we got to talk about Jasmine. It's her first appearance. We got everyone knows we got Nut Ella on the show. Uh, she was a she was a famous child rapper uh, mm-hmm. before she joined our cast. Uh, capital N U T Ella. And uh, she was a delight to work with on the show. A very sweet girl. I've written her a letter asking her to be on the podcast. I hope that she'll receive it and make it on the show. But but also, not to be outdone, Tigress, the, the music in that scene, uh, the violin hits at the end. I uh, like that. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted it to kind of sound like little, little tiptoeing, little, yet that they that, that the whole time until you just want to freaking rip your hair out. Yeah, some say it's too many. It's too many hits on the, on the strings. Not enough. But, I said not enough. Yeah. You know, and some say I already died, but here I am. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear those rumors. I think TMZ has reported your death three times in the last yep. couple of years. Yeah. Yep. One of them said I was the Segway person who yeah. segued off a cliff and I did not do that, but I could have potentially invented the Segway. That might've been me. I don't know. But you did die once, and that was when you, of course, sold the your soul to the devil. Yeah, sold your soul to the devil yeah, to get I'll... to be able to make things like this. The that's a pivotal point in my life when I really think back on. It. <laughs> yeah, Dude. you sort of you you drop that kind of casually, but just wow, I was so young, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so young for dreams. Uh, but we can't we can't not talk about while we have you here, uh, Fanny's hunch music, which we heard there. I'm gonna play it real quick for us. Of course, we heard we heard that once an episode. Whenever Fanny would have a hunch. Yep. Mm-hmm. How and did then, you? The fans want to know how you created that that mm-hmm. noise. They're not gonna like it. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're not gonna like it. But have you ever tried to silence a fart by yeah. squishing your butt cheeks oh, more. together? <laughs> it sort of does this like. <laughs> sound sort of okay anyway you get it yeah i hear it i hear it but more like an uh but an alien doing that wow yeah okay yeah yeah that sort of was my inspiration you sort of look like that was you've been holding that in and that that's you're getting that that, off your chest that your your 38 double g chest that hurt my 38 double g (laughs) chest to say I held that in so long. I've never told anybody about about my inspiration for that noise. It haunts me to this day. I don't look. It doesn't matter. You know, that's like they say. You know, yesterday was originally going to be called scrambled eggs before John Lennon got his hands on it. You know, so there's nothing wrong with it. Doesn't matter where you get your inspiration from. All that matters is you get it. Hey. Thanks. How much I owe you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, if you do, if you do have uh, money, that well, would be I feel helpful. like you you used to say that all the time on set, Topo, because we would find you um, huffing glue, I believe. Mm. And then when we said, "What are you doing?" you would say, "You can get your inspiration anywhere. You know, you don't have to question where it comes from." I do. I want to correct one thing: glue sticks. 
I was having oh. glue, yeah, glue sticks because that's you know it's not a, not as concentrated. It's a little bit of a more sort of kid friendly high. It's good for children. <laughs> well, it puts you in more of a chat. Like it's good if you're gonna be around children, which I, I might recommend to you now. But oh, that sounds it, yeah. it puts you in more of a childlike state that you can sort of appreciate things and babysit well and and get and get a good ideas for screenplays, which you know I've I have I have upwards of I think two unpublished screenplays three i have three unpublished screenplays unpublished screenplays yeah yeah wow um, i would love to get my my grubby <laughs> paws all over those nothing to maybe hey if i got someone like you attached tigress oh they're... yeah i i don't even know what it's about but i already am like doo oh yeah that's it okay that's yeah. awesome it. over yeah. Do we want to talk, because you, Ophelia, you're, you're not, I, I didn't pull the rest of your clips for this episode, so do we want to talk about your B-plot and sort of what becomes of you for the rest of the episode? Shut up, I, I called you Ophelia. I, I, that's how I know. I'm, you, I know, I'm, I'm back sorry. there in, the, in that place, you know. Are you in character? Well, so I, you didn't pull any clips of after I walk off there. No, no. Because if I remember correctly, the B-plot involved me walking off and trying to get a job at Orange Julius. I, and I remember Kobe yelling that this is important. And I kept saying, I don't know how this relates to the rest of the show. It feels like my character should really, you know, go investigate everything with everyone else. And she said, no, no, you have to try to get a job at Orange Julius by pretending that you're a sexy orange. Orange, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, and you, you say that people didn't like it. I think it was really connected to people. People still uh, like go on sort of pilgrimage to the Lincolnwood Town Center Orange Julius where we they filmed really that. Do. Yeah. They really do. And I have people, I mean, I, I when I go out in public, sometimes people will throw an orange at me and I'll be like, oh, ha ha. You know, and that's, hurts. yeah, we're sure yeah. that's related. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't see. I don't see why it wouldn't be an homage to this particular episode. Because I've 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 been with you some of those times. It's not always an orange. Sometimes yes. just other fruits. I think that some people try to get crafty, but they mean an orange. You know, even if it's tomato, applesauce. You know, things. Has anyone like ever that. thrown a gourd? Of course, yes. But see, they're orange-ish, you know. So it, it makes sense. It, it all kind of goes together. And I love the fans. <laughs> I love my fans. Don't you, you all? I just I love them. Shout out to my fans. Can't argue with that. So yeah, a lot of lot of Orange Julia stuff, and it's sort of we're like, well, where's the demon aspect? You know, and so it wasn't one. And I, I asked Kobe. I said, well, can can the manager of the Orange Julius be possessed? You know, that would be fun. And then she screamed at me about um, how I'm I'm questioning her artistic integrity. And that also she was dating a real manager of an Orange Julius yeah. and that he needed business. I sort of think the whole thing was based around she got, she, she was dating the manager of this Orange Julius and she told him, oh, we can film there. And, and I yep. believe if I, if, I, if I remember correctly that it is him, the manager for real and he was not an actor. No, and you can tell. You can tell. Yeah. Oh, oh boy, oh yeah, boy. She made me play that guy's birthday party just for free. <laughs> Oh yeah? What, yeah. what do you do when you play those songs? What do you do that you, 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 when you play live? Just the vibrato? Yeah, mostly the vibrato. I play, um, I, I like the slide whistle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't need much to go along with uh, just the, the vibrations, mm-hmm. as was said before, but, Good but occasionally, occasionally a cajon, occasionally mm-hmm. a little a drum I like to sit on, but that's pretty much it. You don't you you don't play the drum. 
No, I just sit on it. Okay. I just or, like to sit. I have to, I mean, I just have to add with a stool, give the same effect. No, 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 no. Okay. Are you silly? No, we can have I am silly. Stool. I'm famously silly. Okay, you're flirting. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. I'm embarrassed to watch. <laughs> All right. So let's let's jump in. You know what? Let's just move on here to, to the, the second clip I pulled. This is in the uh, the locker room for the swim team. And we uh we see Jasmine sort of doing a spell and Fanny comes in to stop her because we don't we don't know what Jasmine's deal is. So let's let's jump into that right here. This is uh, act two of uh, of Mermaid in America. Carpe Pishnam. Hi Presido Stutus Albus alumni. Carpe Pishnam. You know my guidance counselor told me Latin was a dead language. I guess rumors of its death were greatly exaggerated. Rumors of yours won't be well, if it isn't the sheriff, they can't mind their own business caucus. Sorry, never been much of a model UN girl. Not much for swim team, neither. Wanna try wrestling? This is your last warning, Falls. Don't get in my way. What happened at Cousteau High ain't gonna happen here. Because, because I am sworn, sworn to, to fight, fight evil. evil. Wait, Wait what? what? And then from commercial, we go back into this scene. So you're a witch? Like a real one? Oh, broomsticks! I thought you was the big bad. I guess that's my fault for huffing and puffing. I just thought some pretty girl was going to get in my way of stopping those girls from what they did at Cousteau. Wait, back up. You think I'm pretty? Wait, wait, wait. Back up even farther. Those girls? You mean the other Cousteau high transfers? That's right. They're dangerous, Fanny. They drowned the entire school. My friends, my teachers, even the janitor that gave me cigarettes during lunch. I was part of a coven of teen witches at Cousteau High. We used the chemistry lab after school for teaching each other spells. We told the teachers it was all for 4-H club because, well, it's Chicago. No one knows what the hell 4-H is. Head, heart, hands, and health. It's an agriculture-based youth outreach program. Teaches you riding, hay baling, lassoing. We're from wildly different worlds, aren't we? Shutting up now, please continue. When I realized what was happening, I tried to find the rest of the coven so we could do some defensive magic, but it was too late. They flooded the entire school. I was only able to save myself. So I swear I would never let it happen again. I'm really sorry about what happened at Cousteau, but I don't think you need to worry anymore. I mean, don't get me wrong. Handicapped people are just as capable as anyone else, but I'm pretty sure I could handle three girls in wheelchairs. Fanny, did you think it was weird at all that three girls in wheelchairs joined the swim team? Well, there's this whole new movement about being politically correct. What was I going to do? Say they're not allowed to swim? I mean, swimming is just mostly arms anyways, right? Those blankets aren't just tuberculosis chic. They have tails under there. They're mermaids, Fanny. Oh. That's it? Just oh? You don't think I'm absolutely bonkers? My first week here, I popped a demon's head like a grape because he was giving people boners. Nothing's crazy anymore. Well, I guess now it's my turn to oh. So the mermaids, what's their play? The big swim meet is this Friday. Unless we can figure out how to stop them, they're gonna turn this school into Atlantis High faster than you can say Daryl Hannah. Well, those little mermaids made one big mistake. They became part of my world. Wow, Tigress. I mean, work. I mean, you're the third, you're the third star of that scene. Yeah, it's right. good work. I listened back to it and I almost hear like a, 
like Radiohead before it's time. You know, that's like kind of like the chord I'm striking during. Yeah, that. I do. That? I do need to point active. out for the listener that Radiohead was active uh, already at the time. They yeah, but active. it was like, um, yeah, yep, you're right. Well, I, yeah, yeah, you were just you were just riding but, but, your own wave. But I was, but I was Radiohead in a way. It could have yes. been. We could have been doing dual careers. Same exactly. Thing. You we could. Were, you could have done any of the things they did, and they could have done any of the things that you did. No, I think I, I could have done any of the things they did, you know, but yeah. the other way around. I did Radiohead once. We were all at a party together. Yeah. And? It was a sex party. Okay. Oh. Well, did you introduce yourself to Tom? Yes, I did. I said, oh, you're Tom, the Tom York of Radiohead. And he said, oh, my God, it's Denise Richards. And it wasn't, of course, it was me, it was you, Letty, yeah. and right. I went with it. Yeah, you didn't, uh, you didn't correct him, huh? Uh, no, but I think, he, I think he did know who I was. I think he was just joking. How many jobs have you gotten because people thought you were Denise Richards? Approximately five. Okay, all right. And I briefly, I went on a couple of dates with Charlie Sheen because he did not know for sure. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Okay. And then I she was... had to date him after after that when when he discovered that that was not my name. I see. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Tigers. I don't even know where to start. We got the sad piano music that you killed. The the, the sort of you know. I think I heard a little Little Mermaid homage at the end there. Yeah, you did hear that under the sea faintly <laughs> in the background. It was so quiet though you wouldn't hear it, but it I put bad. it in there. Yeah. Like one percent, just under the sea. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that you picked up on that. That's good. You got a keen <laughs> ear. Thank you, thank you. That's that comes from living with the wolves. I think they have very keen hearing. Uh, well, let's just jump into let's jump into uh, the last scene here. This is the climactic scene uh, of the episode where Fanny and Miss Thickness are being chased down the hallway of the school by the mermaids. Uh, here we go. Yeah. It's okay, Fanny, as long as we're on dry land, they have to stay in their wheelchairs. They'll never catch up to us. Tell them that, Miss T. They're gaining on us. Oh, I forgot. Oh, dear God, this hallway's built on a decline. Fanny, Miss T, over here. Good looking out, Charles. Those mermaids almost had us. What room are we in anyways? I don't know. I didn't want to turn on the light. Well, that makes perfect sense, but I think they're gone now. It surely will be perfectly safe to just pop this light switch on and check out our surroundings and... Pool! Pool! We're in the pool area! Charles, you total hoser! This is the worst place! This is the place the mermaids love best! They're here. You will join join us underneath underneath the water. rising. I can't fight them in the water, Miss T. We're bound. Hey, sea cows. Wait, wait, wait. You cannot harm us with your magic. You know, that is so rude. I'm not just a witch. I have several other personality traits that you never bothered to learn. For example... She plays electric guitar too. God, she's cool. Oh, thank you. That actually means a lot. My parents never really supported my musical pursuits, but I always knew I'd make a big splash. 
Well, that was quite a shocking experience. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess these girls really kept up with current trends. (laughs) (laughs) I always knew I liked the swim team because of the electric atmosphere. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, I said. No, what? You know, like the unit of power equivalent to one joule per second. Oh. Well, I tried. Good job killing the mermaids, everyone. Now let's go bury these fishy baddies. God, at least they weren't centaurs. Wow. What an episode. Yeah. Wow. I mean, what an amazing turn that episode takes. And I actually didn't even know what happened in that episode until right now. Yeah, because you, yeah, you are not in... Uh, sort of the A plot. When all of that was happening, I was trying to, as an orange, get a job at Orange (laughs) Juliet's. I guess the first thing we want to, well, we haven't even mentioned yet who plays the three mermaids. Right. Yeah, so we should should all, we should all mention that. I guess I'll say one of them, you know, just sort of, we can all, we can, we all get to reveal one. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, they all went on to do such great things. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, one of them was Ricky Lake. Mm-hmm. Who mm-hmm. was already, you know, a little famous at the time, so it's kind of like a cameo for him. Yeah, wild oh. casting. But we sort of did that stunt casting. That's why we didn't have as much money for the songs. No, it's true, it's true. Yeah. She did appear in it, and it was, you know, a little goofy cameo for her, but for others, it was a bit of a step forward. I don't know if you... Um, recognize Beck as one of the mermaids, mm-hmm. musician mm-hmm. Beck. Because it was sort of like when it when it was when it happened on the air, everyone was like, "Oh, it's Ricky Lake and and two strangers that we don't know." But now, of course, we know, we know that it it's Beck, Beck and and it was Wendy. Beck and, and was Wendy it? Williams, Wendy Wendy Wilson from from Wilson Phillips. Yeah, that one too. Sorry, I thought her name. Oh was no, what? What? No, you're right. <laughs> oh, the, this whole this whole time you thought that it was Wendy Williams, Letty. I thought it was Wendy Williams in there, and when everyone talked about the Wendy Williams show, I thought, oh my god, how marvelous she has a show. It was one of the mermaids. No, it was Wendy Wilson. Yeah, from from Wilson Phillips. From the They're Wilson not the Phillips. same Wendy. They're not the same Wendy. No, um, you can sort of hear, you know, when the mermaids are dying, you can sort of hear that beautiful melody in in Wendy Wilson's voice. Oh, that makes about. a little more sense now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can we talk about the uh, that guitar solo that you did for that for this one, Tigress? That was my nephew. <laughs> really? Uh, my my eleven year old nephew. I said, Jason, get in your room and learn this freaking guitar solo or we're not even doing Christmas. Now, am I his parents? No, I can't do that. But he was 11 and he said, okay, three years later, he comes out of the room, able to play that riff. With so this was a long, beard. this is a long con. Yeah, it was a long con. He, he went from the age of <laughs> 11 to 14, grew a beard, aged beard. a lot became an incredible guitarist. And that's what I tell people when they ask me for parenting advice. I'm just like, just tell them what to do. Yeah. And then you just, you just stuck him in there. You make him look, cause he, he didn't know how to play guitar at all when you- No, yeah. no. I didn't even put a guitar in there. I just put a theory book <laughs> yeah. and I said, go. Absolutely. That's amazing. It's amazing, honestly, that he, I'm not sure if I started today, I could do that in three years. 
Yeah, well, better get I'm going. Gonna, I'm going to try it with my children. I think that that's a grand idea. You should. Because yeah. as of right now, it's, I, I try to get them interested in the arts. I try to get them involved in my oil paintings. They scream at me. They say, no, we want to hang out with our nanny. We don't like you. She's young. She's cool. Dad might be sleeping with her. You know, stuff like that. And I think, what is wrong with you two? Because a lot of those oil paintings are them in rather violent situations. I don't see it that way. That's an interesting interpretation. That is the beautiful thing about art is that you can interpret it however you want. So like in the the one, and I'm just seeing behind you in, in the Zoom mm -hmm. window, I'm seeing that there's one of one of your children pushing another one into traffic. Oh, do you think that was my children? I thought that that was the ghost of Christmas future pushing capitalism into the traffic. No, I see, see that. The, yeah, this is why this is why you can't judge art until you get a full explanation from the creator. The, you have to read the plaque. You I got it. You need an audio commentary. Mm -hmm. You need a plaque. You need behind mm -hmm. the scenes, and you need a watch along podcast. And like I've always said, I'm willing to do many interviews to talk about art. You you have always said that. <laughs> yeah, it's your, I think that's your Twitter bio. I'm willing to do. It says willing to do many interviews contact me and then it lists my home phone number and i have been meaning to tell you you spelled many wrong so you've been contacted for very short interviews oh. <laughs> have you been have you been doing a lot of tiktok interviews i no, i i've done a vine interview <laughs> okay was that recently it was six seconds long yeah all right, we're going to jump into, we're almost done here. Tigress, thank you for being our guest. We have a question of the week Ooh, here yeah. to, to, to do. Uh, and this question uh, comes from Twitter user at real Danny DeVito. Yeah, wow. I'm not sure. There wasn't a blue check mark, so I'm not sure if that's actually... Well, well I don't have a blue check mark, so <laughs> you, don't, you don't know. That's true. They won't give either of us one. Do you have one, Tigress? Yeah, of course I have a check mark. You do, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I came so out of the womb with the check mark. <laughs> Yeah. Interesting. This this question says uh, there is a rumor that you all got matching tattoos after working on the show. Uh, do you guys want to go into that? Oh my god. <laughs> they know about the meatball on the side. Yeah. Well. It's just, and Tigress, you, you got it too. Yeah, I was there. It's sort of, it's a funny story. Inside uh, joke. Yeah. Colby became furious uh, at Thora, who plays Fanny, my ex-wife. Colby became furious at Thora one one day and started throwing everything she could at her from the from the uh, craft services table. Mm -hmm. uh, There's and a whole stack of meatballs. And for some reason, it was it was meatball day, and that was, it was the entirety was, of our lunch that day was just was just a tray of meatballs. Meatball day. It was, it was, it was, it was meatball Monday. Meatball Monday. Every Monday. Oh and and she threw one at Fanny, and for some reason it just—I mean, Thora, excuse me, Thora—and it just stuck to her thigh. Stuck to her thigh for the yeah. whole for hours. For, for hours. hours. Couldn't get it off. It was like suction cup to a thigh. We I we may have to get our craft services guy on the podcast talking about it because that that we yeah. ended up having I ended up having to take her to a hospital to get that meatball off her thigh. Oh but my god, really? Yeah, but it left a mark. It left a mark. It's still there. You can see it. You see it when she you know when she does a nude scene in a movie. You can see that mm -hmm. that mark is still there. So we all decided sort of as a as a brotherhood thing to get that tattooed yeah. onto our thighs. But um, it's interesting that she didn't do it. No, well she already she has it on her body naturally. 
I know, but I was just thinking, you know, and I remember at the time I said that after we got it, I said, oh, I thought we were getting it because you, you were going to get it to cover the mark. And she said, no, no, it was, it was a you guys thing. Yeah. So now we all just have it forever. She often would say that to me when we were married and dating. She would, I would say, you know, happy Valentine's Day. I got a dinner reservation. And she said, oh, no, that's more of a you thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cool star thing to do, you know? <laughs> yeah, I often felt like I was sort of um, a paparazzi in our relationship. But, you know, this isn't what I came to talk about. That's not no. what we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about our personal relationships. No, uh, I mean, we would love to have her on, though. I'd love to have her on the podcast. I had Good. I have written her several letters. Okay, cool. I just want to double check about it again. <laughs> yeah. I have since 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 last week I've found some some of the lovely post office boxes here in New Mexico. Every, and by the way, don't think every time I go up to a mailbox I don't shake it a little bit to make sure it's not tigress. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that would be something I would do. But so I've, I've been sending her still more letters, uh, many pages. But um, so we'll see. I, I I don't know. I don't think she's going to do the podcast. But... My meatball tattoo got infected though, so now <laughs> it looks a little bit like. Like a meatball spawning off of a bigger meatball. My meatball tattoo was so big. Everybody got like a two inch meatball. And then I went up to get mine and it was like eight and a half inches in diameter. It was freaking huge. I was like, what? And, yeah. and everyone else's is so small. It like really wraps understand. around your, it wraps around yeah. your legs. It's basically your whole leg. Yeah, and they filled mine in, so it's really dark. <laughs> I've seen it's it. Cool, I've though. seen it. Uh, I've seen it at pool parties and stuff. I was just honored to have been asked. <laughs> I thought it was a little weird, to be honest, that yeah. I was a part of it. But hey, well, it was mostly cast and you, and you, you know, you were there on the me. set every day. So yeah, there I was. Shout out me. Shout, Shout out, out you. you. Oh my gosh. Oh well. On that note, uh, Tigress, we can't thank you enough for being here. Is there anything you want to plug coming up? I just want to tell the kids out there just eat cigarettes because you don't know it, where it'll take you mm-hmm. flow like a butterfly swing like a dick and oh, you're re- oh i see now you're you're reading off your other tattoo <laughs> yeah yeah i do that was a callback callback <laughs> oh when uh when we, we all got those other tattoos which by the way that tattoo is a lot bigger than everyone else's too but i don't know what kept happening well uh tigress we thank you enough you're one of this thank nation's so great much. musicians you're you're doing uh i understand you're doing vibrato at coachella this year yep i will be there just kind of setting up my own table and cloth on the ground sort of situation so see you there Coachella. Yes, I, I will. I will try to go as well, um, just to be seen. <laughs> you never know. I'm. I'm. Um, I'm. I'm hoping this is the year that I obviously get nominated for a BAFTA. So um, mm-hmm. maybe attending Coachella will be the answer. Maybe uh, stranger things have happened. I know our buddy Danny DeVito likes to well, go. Str- to well, stranger things. I, I auditioned for that and I didn't get the part of the monster, but that's all right. You know, we keep we keep persevering. They would not stop asking me to play that role, which was weird. You got asked they, to play that role. I they kept asking me to play the monster. They kept saying, and this was hurtful. They kept saying, "We won't need to do makeup. You can just get out your car and walk onto the set." That's really um, wow. Yeah, and so I there's the one time I turned down a role because it hurt my feelings. But well, this is kind of awkward because they also asked me to do that role, but they just asked my meatball tattoo to do it. So that's kind of crazy because I also could have done it, but I didn't. So wow, who knew that all three of us were so close to playing the monster wow it's amazing yeah, we didn't, our, our career started with monsters and still to this day we're fighting our own monsters aren't we letty oh, every single day 
But you guys, you know, we're here to help you keep fighting your monsters. I know that's why the show means so much to so many people. So keep fighting your monsters. Keep it fanny and keep it fall- falling. I'm going to figure that one out. Keep falling on your fanny. Keep falling on your fanny. <laughs> it means uh, vagina where I live. That's right. And uh, and uh, and write to us on Twitter. And take care. Good night. Bye-bye. We're out. Hey guys, Andy Fleming here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fanny Falls Demon Hunter. I hope you can hear how much work went into it, so it thrills me that anyone at all listens to it. All the TV show clips and sound-alike songs are available now on our Patreon, patreon.com slash dumbfun, where you can support this show for as little as $2 a month, plus get bonus content from 30 characters and musical the movie, the podcast. Come on, Christine and Nglark were written and performed by me. Sound of Swamp Ass, Measurement of My Bust, and Dirty Chode written and performed by our amazing guest this week, Ashley Lyston as musical director Tigress O'Hara. This week's episode also featured Mandy McKelvey as Thora Ann Green as Fanny Falls, Sarah Shockey as Brett Bilkerson as Miss Thickness, the first appearance of Jessica Mance as Nut Ella as Jasmine, Stephanie Weber as Letty Lamora as Ophelia, and Stephanie Weber as whoever we said played the mermaids, and little old me, Andy Fleming, as Charles. We'll see you guys in two weeks when we'll be discussing episode four of Fanny Falls, House Always Wins. Until next time, keep falling on your fanny. Fun dumb.